Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. It is 8 o'clock, February 13th, 2017. And we're here tonight. My name is Michael Clark, and we're here tonight to talk about the only true asset protection program in the world. So, um, and, and uh, um, we just share it with the, with the people that come to our call and those that, that uh, touch base with us or send us an email with questions on them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, let's see. And if you have any, any questions, you can just go ahead and, and uh, type them on the computer at any time. I'll back up when I'm done with the talking points and discuss them. And uh, if, you have, if you're on the phone and you have a question, just press star 8, and that will help you. Uh, that'll put you, uh, it'll put a little um, star up here and uh, with a number on it, and I will answer them on the order in which I receive them. It'll be that number will be up there. But I want you to, to uh, have your question ready so that... Um, so that you're ready to get when I when I when I click on your your number. Um, office open yet? Uh, anyway, we will get get everything taken care of tonight, phone or computer, and um, have your questions ready so I can answer them for you, and we can move on to the next caller. Okay. So. Um, Tonight's call is about what happens if something happens to, to one of the contractors unexpectedly. Now, we're going to start right in the beginning with this. It's a matter of having your... Hey, Tim, how are you? Good to see you on the call. And uh, Claude, good to see you on the call. Um, but it's a matter of having all your eggs in a row, and that's just part of life. Those that have their... their um, ducks in a row or eggs in a row or whatever it might be, it's um, they're much, they're generally much more successful than those that just act uh, a helter-skelter from point to point with no certain discipline or, or, or um, no place to, uh, no order to their lives. And um, one of the first things is the um, STS program contains um, that are that are they're with the uh, STS people, and um, um, and the first thing that that amounts to is getting your trust organized, getting it activated. Okay. And what I mean by that, hold on. What I mean by that, guys, is that the first thing you do. It's a very simple process. The first thing you do is get your trust activated, and that means going through the trust, signing your name every place where you see it right below a line. Sign your name on that line, and, and um, you sign that name according to what your status is on that particular minute order. For example, if you are a trustee, you sign your name, then comma, trustee. Very simple. There's nothing hard about that. And then secondly, when you get all of the pages in the documents that form the STS program, which are trust one, trust one, um, the LLC or the Canadian Corporation, and trust two, all those documents need to have your signature to, to validate it, okay? Then there's certain pages that are going to require a notary or in Canada a commissioner of oath and and um, 
But in the U.S., basically a notary. And most notaries, they charge very little money, if anything. I go into my bank when I need something. Banks generally, I take that back, banks aren't notarizing anymore. But you can go to the city hall and get whatever you need notarized, get it done. And it um, doesn't cost me anything at the city hall, city hall either. So, but you can, once you're notarized, that means that you've been, uh, your program is in effect and it is, um, you've got everything done that you need done on it. So that's the first thing, to get all of your documents activated. You need to sign as a trustee, as a manager, or an um, administrator. And if you appoint somebody else as administrator, other than, a, um, other than your spouse, if you, if you appoint your son or a friend or cousin or whatever as administrator and your parents, You've got to get them to sign at ASAP, too. You want everything done within the first week. It's not hard to do. It's very simple. So that is, um, that's, what, that's what takes place when you activate your trust. In your trust book, it is minute order number four. So, and then the next thing is property transfers to the creator of the trust. That is minute order number five. Now, when you get everything signed, you will um, you'll go to the uh, you will you go to the uh, minute number five, and you will transfer all of the assets. And when you sign minute order number five, that transfers all of the assets that you put in as a contractor to the trustee. The trustee has control now, and there is a private contract agreement so that I am a non-voting trustee. Is part of your trust so that if anybody does attack you, that gives me the authority to um, that gives me the authority to to act on behalf of your trust, and um, because you don't know how to protect yourself, I do. And uh, anything I do on behalf of your trust, you will get a copy of it or it'll be in your trust documents. Okay. Hmm. And that's the private contract. It's actually. Um, and then, you, then we, we come across Schedule A-1, which is real property transfer. If you transfer property into your name, into the name of the trust, um, you have to file a quick claim deed or something and, uh, and get your property put in there. Now, I'm working to what you want, but I, what you want for this talking point, but I want you to understand when we get there. You get the property transferred into the name of the trust, and we, probably 90% of the cases, we don't have any problems with that at all with the banker or mortgage company. They realize it's protecting them as well. And that's real property. Now, in the U.S., if you're in the U.S., we can, if they don't want to transfer the real property, then we transfer the real property equity, which is your, your, um, your money that's in the trust. If you're property is worth 200000 and somebody has a lien on it or uh, whatever, then, then for 100000 then you still have $100,000 worth of equity, which is your money in that particular property. And so now we're protecting your portion of that property. And then the tangible personal property, you just sign that, and you put in a minute order, vehicle equity transfers, um, you take care of that. But here's now what we're getting to with the uh, with the ownership of the property. Okay, um, the ownership itself, guys. There's there's certain things you've got to do. You've got to show that the trust has taken care of it, and there's minute orders for every everything you own, used to own in that property. There's a minute order for it uh, in the in your trust documents. Okay. Now you've got everything signed over to the trust, and you are an appointed trustee. You sign on, and you take control as an appointed trustee. And we've had a lot of problems lately with people saying, well, when somebody does attack them, they start answering questions. I don't care if it's the IRS or CRA. You shouldn't answer a single question. That's my job. And you don't know what to say, and they've got themselves so screwed up with the IRS or the CRA or the attorneys of a lawsuit or whatever it might be, 
and it, it just turns into a um, turns into a terrible situation, guys. You want me talking for you. You don't want an attorney talking for you because they don't know the first thing about a pure contract trust. And let me mention right now, this is not a trust. This is not a trust. It is a private contract, and the rules are are night and day. Okay, and and when our people start talking to somebody and that's attacking them. Inevitably, they start giving up all kinds of information that they never should have given up. Never, never, never. Like Ed Gilmore says, and and some people here in uh, um, in the United States, the um, you don't you don't talk to the IRS. You don't have to. You don't talk to the CRA. You don't have to. You turn it over to me. We turn it over to to the. Uh, um, I, I send a letter to whoever it is that's attacking you, and from that point, I let them know that, that you have no ownership in anything. This trust is an independent contract trust, and um, it, you have zero ownership in it. If they want to know anything, they have to talk to me. And because it's a contract, you legally lawfully, contractually, and irrevocably don't have to give them any information whatsoever. You don't have to give them any information whatsoever. I will give them the case law that, that states that very emphatically that um, you own nothing. And it says it right on your trust certificate. You've given up ownership and you have no control of the trust whatsoever. Guys, if you end up giving information to the trust or, or to the attacker, to whoever it is that's attacking you, you've just, you've just eliminated the fact that we can totally protect you now. It becomes a huge fight, and they want to take you into court, and now you've got to pay an attorney or retainer. You don't have to do that. I can't even begin to tell you how many, how many um People have, uh, how many attorneys and CRA agents and stuff have, because of things you've said, it's almost impossible to make the letters work or anything else. I've tried and we've been successful with it. But guys, if anybody, now here, this is crucial. And this is going to get to the point of when one, one party passes away. They can say, well, so-and-so said, but anyway, I want you to, I want you to, if you have any questions, call or, or email Michael Clark at blah, blah, blah. You know the address, uh, w, um, mpgprotect at aol.com. Now, if you've got all of these things done, including including the, um, including the, um, yeah, I read things that pop up on my screen from time to time, and it, it throws me off a little bit, but including the, um, Anything comes up on your screen, including the, uh, you can, I can easily tell them that they have no right to any of the information. It is not a trust. It is a, it is a pure contract. Okay, and don't tell them that. Don't don't get involved again. Don't say anything to them. Ed, Ed Gilmore would tell you in Canada. Matter of fact, he makes you sign a piece of paper that says if you talk to the CRA about anything regarding the, the uh, anything he does for you with taxes or anything the contract about the contract trust, he will resign immediately as your um, resign immediately as your trust uh, representative, your trustee, and uh, you will you will pay him a ten thousand dollar fine. Guys, you have no idea how bad it makes it if you talk to these people and because you don't know what you're doing. And I'm not saying that in a in a degrading form. You just don't. You don't know how to protect yourself through the common law and the, and the STS program. We do that for you, okay? So if somebody asks you, don't be afraid to tell them um, I'm just reading something here. I'll get back to that later when we get off of this. But guys, you've got to have all of the signatures on you, both, both if there's two uh, contractors, you both have to have it. So when one passes on, um, it automatically goes 
everything goes to the other one, they're in control, you have to have your um, successor trustees in place, and you can appoint them as soon as you want. You don't have to appoint a successor trustee, but you can appoint one as quick as you want. So, and it's done with a simple uh, minute order about successor trustees. It's minute order number seven. Okay? And uh, that puts you in, you're in total control of everything. It's not that there's a shortage of anything because either trustee has the right to, um, the right to um, uh, run the program run the program, either one. Make sure that you've got your certificates and the, and the certificate minute order. You've got that in place. How many certificates you want to go to each, um, to whoever. You know, if, it's, if you want all of them to go to the, to the other spouse, then you do it. To you, if you're the surviving spouse, you want everything to go to the surviving spouse, then this will do that. It'll say that uh, all of my... Um, your contract trust, STS trust certificates go from trust one, go to um, so-and-so. You'll put their name in there. Or if you want to divide them up, you put their name in there, and then you, as the first one, and if there's a second one, you put their name in, and you, um, you say how many certificates, put their name, and how many certificates you want to go to that person. You can give them up to people, you can give them up to organizations, to churches, to to a humane society, any place you want, you can you can give up certificates, okay? And um, this will be this will be um, this will be good for everything. So anyway, um, that's the easiest part. When something happens, you just um, put a copy of the birth certificate into the trust. Uh, excuse me, the the um, uh, you just put a, a trust certificate into the trust and a minute order stating that such and such as trustee has passed away and total control of the trust is now in the hands of, and you put your name, and then 100 trust certificates. Okay? It's, um, it's not a hard thing to do. It's an easy thing to do. And... Um, I just want you to know that we've got everything in the trust. And if you haven't done it yet, and we'll explain it better than I am tonight, get your trust. Um, go through each page and read it so you know what's going on. Go to the teaching trust, because the teaching trust not only tells you what I'm telling you, but it also, um, teaching trust also gives you in red print um, a little explanation of what that particular minute order or, or whatever it is might be doing now. Okay? So it's not a hard thing. The main thing is you get everything signed and everything in place prior to any death. Don't try and wait to the last minute and then uh, start saying that was so-and-so passed away as trustee. And and, uh, and then you can, you can just appoint. In order number seven, you appoint who you want as the new, want to activate as the new trustee. You can put as many as you want. You can put just keep yourself in place, okay? So I'm going to go back now and answer a few questions. Um, let's see. Here. Go back and see where the first question starts. Uh, okay, I got it. Um, let's see. Hildy says, have you met with Canadian lawyers yet? CD, uh, and is the Canadian office open yet? Canadian office is not open. Um, and as far as meeting with the lawyers, they um, we've had several meetings scheduled, but she's got some health issues and uh, she's canceled. And I've had some health issues and I've canceled. So we will get it done. Maybe um, one of the first things that we're gonna I'm going after here uh, is the Canadian lawyers. So far right now, I'm supposed to call her in the next couple of days and we will get a meeting time set up again in the Toronto area. Um, so that's that's all I can say about that. But we want to get an attorney set up and we want to get a Canadian address set up, ASAP. And uh, I'm not positive how to do that. We're going to get a, um, one of the UPS boxes or something anyway. 
and Lawrence has promised to help when we get ready to go with that. I don't want to put him out too much, but I don't want all our mail from Canada coming there and uh, to this box, and then Lawrence has to go down every couple of days and forward it to me. I don't want to do that. I want to get it where I can find somebody that can just um, forward it to me. You know, I know there'll be a little bit of an expense there, but you got to do what you got to do. Um, uh, Mike, do you know of any lawyers and accountants that are on board with the program in Minnesota? Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you one thing, though. These attorneys, they want, and we're going to be meeting with one in Houston. A lot of them can meet anywhere in the country. But a lot of them don't want it mentioned that, that they're an, an attorney that has set up their STS program. They know other attorneys that are uh, probate attorneys, and now they're, they're, they won't come out and talk about things to an, an attorney. You don't really even need an attorney with this program if you handle it right. Um, if you get sued, if we, if you let me, you send me a copy of the person that's suing you or attacking you, you send me whatever letter they send you right off the bat. As soon as you get it, you send me a copy. You make a, make a copy and send it to me in an email. And um, that's the, that comes across the cleanest. Or you can, um, you can send it to, uh, uh, you can fax it to us. And uh, we can we can handle it that way, but but one way or another, I've got to know what that letter says, and then I can respond to them quickly. And uh, once we respond to them, guys, they have dropped just about everything because they realize that you have no assets. You have no assets. So I want you to um, whenever you get attacked, and I've talked about this I don't know how many dozens of times on calls. And um, still I get people, Mike, what do I do when I'm attacked? Guys, go back and, and read the, uh, read the uh, um, or listen, rather listen to the call for that for, for a particular night that says, um, um, I've been attacked. What do, you, what do you do when you're attacked? Very simple process. It starts with sending us a copy of the, um, copy of the attack. Okay, I've got to know what this attorney sent you, or what the CRA sent you, or what what a uh, whoever sent you. A government agency doesn't matter. I need to know what they're saying, so we can get a letter out to them ASAP. Um, but as far as lawyers, they won't. They they don't stick their head above the firing line. Okay, um, like the cowards they are. But but probably in 98% of the time, we've not had to have an attorney. Uh, Bill Tully ended a $2 million lawsuit, didn't have to go to go to court or anything. Uh, he did it with our letters, and uh, and when they sent me a subpoena for all the records of the trust, I sent them a letter back with all, with uh, a number of the uh, number of the court cases that show that this is a private contract. We don't have to turn our our information over to anybody, and the case law that protects that. So. Um, you don't need you go to an attorney, I can almost guarantee it happens every time somebody did. They don't want to, they don't want to say that the STS program is good or better than anything they've got because that makes them look bad. So they'll say, Oh, that's a scam. But if they get the court cases and, and everything else from me, somebody that knows what we're talking about, they've um, in ninety eight percent of the cases at least I will bet you that uh, they've dropped everything within two weeks. That's the that's the, that's the bottom line on the STS program, okay? Um, we've got, yeah, we've got some accountants, but I don't know any in the Minnesota area. You've got to go, and if they have a question, Bill Tully can talk to them generally for 15 minutes and um, explain to them and, and let them know that, hey, this is, uh, this is it. It's perfectly legal, and... Um, We'd be happy to explain it to you, and he does, and then they know about it after that, and you can work with that guy. Guys, any any accountant that tells you he doesn't know what this is, or about, my God, all it is, it's not a corporation in place there. It's a, it's a contract trust. works just the same as any corporation or anything else. So let's see what we got. 
Mike, what is the protocol to place a firearm in our trust name? First of all, make sure that you've got a permit or whatever it takes in your particular state, and then you just put it in there. You take a picture of it with your um, and put it in with your um, the uh, assets that the trust owns. Take a picture of it, and uh, when you're taking a picture of your sofa and your lawn and garden equipment and everything else, okay? Let's see. Is there something other, something else other than a contract trust that I can call my trust number one to avoid an objection by the banker? Um, this is just, you see, we send you the living trust document. And that's the six or eight pages you take to your banker. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people throughout the U.S. and Canada, that's all they do. They take it into their banker. They take a copy of the, the living trust, not the contract trust. That just gives them a name of something they don't know. They know what living trusts are. So you call, you, you take a copy of the whole six, seven, eight, nine, whatever, however many pages it is. You take that to your, your um, banker and hand it to him. And we want him to always have a copy of it because it states everything that, that protects you in that living trust document, okay? It's not hard. And in Canada, you give him a copy of the living trust document. You do not have to give him, give the banker an EIN number. You'll get, the, um, you'll get a, uh, a TIN number from the banker or from your... Um, from the professional, that's the, the guy that's helping you, the, the accountant. Uh, he will help you, or he's supposed to help you, get a, a TIN for your trust, a TIN for your um, corporation, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, you don't need to give him a, a, an EIN because that's a U.S. document. That's a U.S. piece of paper, and you want to get away from that. You don't want to – it is your, your trust program – and your corporation um, are U.S. Now, the corporation is a Canadian document, but you don't want to throw anything in there. You want your, your uh, trust is officially domiciled in Canada, okay? And uh, that's all they've got to see. They're just that. Let them go through it. If they have any questions for you, give it to them. All right, I'll get in touch with you, James. No problem for a Canadian address. Uh, Hildy, when you are attacked, call was in 1229. Okay, that's good. But um, I don't want to make it too easy on everybody. you got to do a little work themselves, Hildy. You're the one that's doing all the work all the time. <laughs> Just kidding, uh, although she is. And uh, 1229... 14 is when we talked about uh, when you are attacked, okay? And that's pretty easy to do, to look up. You just go to Top Shoe, you go back, you, you scroll down and find 1229.14, and you uh, you put that together and listen to it. You, you just click listen and listen to the whole trust. I'm sure there's a lot of other things in there also that will... It will need to be um, um, bring you up to date and reference you. Okay, let's see what happens. I'm going to the email questions now, my friends. What happens when you can't find someone you trust to take over when you are gone? Guys, we we can only do so much. We can only do. I wouldn't even touch that with the. Um, try and get somebody else in there because sure enough, a family member or a friend or somebody would sue us because we took your estate. So what you've got to do, what you've got to do is go to the, um, you, you just, you've got to pick that person. I don't care if it's a pastor and you donate your trust assets to the church or whoever, if you're an atheist, to somebody else. But we don't, we don't do that, okay? I'm not going to get my sack at myself in enough trick bags by trying to do it all for somebody. And so we don't do that. You don't, you'll have to find somebody, okay? 
Um, you can find you can find some institution, organization, the uh, Humane Society. You might want to give part of your assets to that organization. Very good organization. There's Boy Scouts. There's Girl Scouts. There's all kinds of things. There's orphanages. Um, there's all kinds of things that you can take the time to to meet with them and and uh, and just set up a um, set up a minute order that you are giving at the at the time of your your demise, the trust, you will, the assets of the trust will be turned over to such and such an entity. And make sure you give the address, make sure you give the information about the entity who is possibly in it. But it's not that it's not that hard to do. And uh, let's see. Reminder to talk to Bill, repower of attorney, as it will be beneficial for STS members. Now, guys, powers of attorney are very important. Um, power of attorney kind of set things up the way you want them. Um, if you have kids, young kids, you want to put them into a uh, a power of attorney situation for your kids who will watch after them if, if something happens, like car accident, plane accident, uh, disease, whatever, something that, that takes care of them. Uh, you want that power of attorney to be very specific. And you go to an attorney and have them tell them what you want to do and have them draw it up for you. Um, okay, and that's all you do with power of attorneys for whatever you need a power of attorney. You need one for health care. Um, who's going to pull the plug? You need one for different things. And make sure that you've got power of attorney in place, okay? Guest 14, when placing in any property in our trust, we take a picture and then fill out minute order number five. Yeah, basically that's it. You, well, you know, yeah, and you keep the pictures. Um, when you're done, you, you take the little, the little disc that, that it's in your pictures, in your camera, and you put it in with your trust. Get a little, uh, you can either use the one that your CD came in or you can something like that. And uh, um, you can do that, or you can uh, uh, write a piece of paper anyway. Here is the CD, or here is the disc, and all of the assets herein owned in this, shown on this disc, are owned by such and such trust, and are the property, the legal property of the trust. So you don't have to get fancy about any of it, okay? Um, you, just, you can just do that. Okay, why do we need two trusts? Does trust number two carry the same number as trust number one? Um, don't know what you mean by saying number. The trust number two um, does not have an EIN number. It is just an, a holding entity for the um, equity of any of the property. And we are, when I said with that attorney, we are going to get this equity thing straightened out in Canada too, once and for all. Um, You need two trusts because you need a backup. One trust, a trust can't can't um, protect itself or file a lien on itself. Trust number two, its purpose is to file a, a UCC lien or a PPSA lien in Canada or in the U.S., okay? Um, and it just gives it power. And these liens are very powerful items, guys. You can't, you can't take them lightly. Um, so when we uh, when we put the trust two in there, it files a lien against trust one for 125 percent of the uh, equity in trust number two. Uh, let's see, Bridget, we put a lien on our trust. Um, can the IRS or anyone put a lien, a second lien on the trust? And if we do a UCC three lien, do we sell our house? Do they move it up? Okay, first of all. We put, a, we put a lien on our trust. Can the IRS or anyone put a second lien? Yeah, anybody can put a second lien on it. But if you put a lien and you keep it updated, for 125% of the value of all your assets in that, in that lien, in that trust, then, then um, when, they get, when, trust, when trust number two would get paid, 125% of general, there probably won't even be that much in there. But there's nothing left for anybody else. There is nothing left. First lien is the priority lien, okay? 
And uh, if we do do a UCC3 lien, do we sell our house today? Move to the first up to the first place. I would never I would never um, put a UCC3 and take it off. Uh, you can do that if you want. We used to do that, but I don't want to take a chance of anybody losing their position, their priority position. So what I tell people is go ahead and put a second lien on that. Um, for more than the value of the first thing. Or to go in, maybe the lien's generally, UCC lien's good for five years. I would go in there at maybe four years, after four years, and um, put a second lien on for whatever the value is. Or, or you can just amend the amount of the lien. You can, you can, you can amend the amount of the lien, okay? And that way the, the trust is always in position and you can also, even if you want to start a second lien, uh, and now you've got another five years, okay? So trust number two now files a lien against trust number one. Um, yeah, because trust number one is who gives it the, um, gives it the, the, um, the equity, the amount of money, okay, rather than against the contractors. Or does it file against both? Um, as contractors, you're not going to own anything anymore. You transferred, and that's the way we used to have it all the time, but I talked on a couple calls about the fact that you want to get everything protected, and who, who did you transfer all of the ownership to? You transferred it to trust number one. Trust number one owns all of the assets, so that's who you want to lean, okay? How do we sell the house with a lien on it? You won't. What many, many people have done they file it, they get a UCC-3, they, they make sure that there's a UCC-3 on the property, and uh, and they bring that into the title company. At the time, the um, UCC, at the time of the closing, you hand them the UCC-3, they will make out a check to the uh, um, um, real estate company, they will make out a check to the title company. They will make out a check to the lien holder, you, um, your trust one, or, or excuse me, trust two, and they will make the balance of the check to your equitable position in the trust. Okay? And we can get all that taken care of at the time, at the, excuse me, at the time the, uh, of the closing. Uh, can the IRS... I think put them on there, but when they get to the end of paying trust number two for the lien, there's not going to be anything left. Okay, it's going to be all uh, um, be all taken care of. Um, all the money, the value of the trust one assets will be lien will be uh, spoken for. So they're in second, third, fourth position, but they're not going to get. And I know because I've been in those positions when doing the construction project, and uh, that's the. That's the best you can, you can knock them out of there. So that is a change in procedure from last year, Mike. We have always filled liens from trust two against contractors. Yeah, that's what I said, but I've, I've changed that in a number of conference calls, and I got those same over the last year or so from those same um, people who are asked, you know, who ask the questions now. That's why these conference calls are so important to keep you up to date. This isn't a game. This is a uh, this is a legal document, a legal procedure, and we want to make sure you've got it right. So what you can do is um, um, just simply uh, uh, change it over, change the lien to the lien holder would be the uh, um, trust number one instead of the uh, or excuse me, the debtor. You know we can we can argue that point. You really don't have to do anything about it. We can argue the point that um, that. When you started, when somebody starts a program, the um, the individual was still the um, the individual was still the, the bottom line um, owner of the assets or the equity of the assets. Okay, because if the trust does dissolve, um, the equity from trust two goes to the um, to trust one to the people of trust one. Um, the shareholders, and from from when you dissolve the LLC or the corporation, 
the equity or whatever assets are in that LLC or corporation are transferred to the um, um, Trust One. And the ultimate beneficiary of Trust One is the contractor, the person. So, as a matter of fact, we've already, I've already argued that on a couple instances and, and one more time. So, um, let's see. Other than against the contractors, or does that? So it's not going to hurt it if it's against the um, um, contractors. Not going to hurt anything there. So that's a change in procedure. Yeah, there's a, a slight change in procedure. Mm -hmm. And if you've taken the time to set one of these up uh, for somebody, it's your responsibility. Uh, and I know you guys are good at it, um, James and Coral. It's their responsibility. It's your responsibility on their behalf to, to keep up with everything. I like that. Now there is no argument by attackers about a lien validity, about the lien validity. Simply prove trust one ownership of assets. Yep, that's all you got to do. Okay, let's see. What else do we have here? My parents and eldest sister arriving in London for Elizabeth and Philip's wedding. But in the main, I am in direct assistance to help to open a trust account for a large JV fund deposit for my projects in Northeast India. Huh. Why do you think I would? This is a, a U.S. contract trust. Um, I don't even know what you're talking about, to be honest with you here. Okay. So anyway... We got another question here. I understand. I understand how assigning equity in our properties to our trust protects them. However, and seventy and estate planning is also a concern. Um, I lose my estate planning is also my concern. For purposes of estate planning, should I transfer title of my home? cars, and other property to my trust. First of all, your home, yes, the trust one. Never, never, never any vehicles of any type, okay? They are the biggest, um, they're the biggest liability of all the assets you have. We have a vehicle lien um, that is now available. It's right in your trust program. If you don't have it, if you've got an older program and you don't have the vehicle lien or vehicle lien release, just give us a call. We will send it to you, okay? Um, let's see for purposes of it. You know, secondly, get yourself a good estate planner. If he's got any questions, have him, call, uh, have him send me an email. I'll either chat with him or I will... Um, go over the program with him to the point where I'll answer his questions about the program, okay? So that's where we're at with that. <laughs> when I file lien, when I file a lien um, against my auto with the MV, I can file it as, no, not as trustee. I'm signing it as the appointed trustee. Um, I don't even think there's a whatever whatever it says on the lien that they went wherever they want you to sign it as that's what you do okay um, they will get a copy of the, you give them a copy of the um, or they may have their own copy there they may not approve of our copy you don't have to use ours but we want something there that says that um, your vehicle has a lien on it you put the amount of lien that you want on it. Don't get ridiculous. Keep it within the realm of what what the vehicle is worth. You know, don't get crazy on them. And, um, let's see. With no proof, I am a trustee. But when we go to the real, you don't need proof that you are a trustee. Understand? The proof has to be that I am trustee. And I will make sure they understand that I am the legal trustee of the. I am the legal appointed trustee of this document. Is a copy of the minute order appointing? Yeah, we, we, I will send, not you. I will send whatever we need for that. Remember again, you do not file a lien, or you do not get into a discussion with anybody on behalf of the trust. A no, 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 no. 
That's my job, okay? That's where I send them a letter. And they understand by the scope of the letter that they are not trustee. Or that they, you don't even let them know you're a trustee. Um, we keep that we keep that separate, okay? All right, let's see what else do we have? Okay. Uh, what's the date there? Okay. Well, guys, let me see if there's anybody on the phone because that's what I've got for tonight. That's our uh, questions tonight. Um, if you do have any questions, send them to me during the week. Uh, if you want to type anything new, anything else on the uh, computer, feel free to do it now. Let me check and see if anybody's on the phone. Yes, they are. Ohio, that might be Nate. Come on. Come on. Okay, Ohio, who is this? It is Nate. How are you? How are you, brother? Good. I'm good, brother. I hope you're doing well. I believe you are. I uh, had a question I wanted to ask. I'm trying to get off this darn Bluetooth if you can't hear me. Anyway, okay, here we go. One question. I have a couple, three questions. Fantastic call. Uh, did some research over the weekend and just kind of re not research, I'm sorry, reread the case law stuff. It's really phenomenal stuff to read. It's really powerful. If you haven't taken time to do it, it's really good. It just explains a lot of stuff and how everything works. Uh, so I appreciate you uh, offering that. Um, one question was, if a person, you know, successor trustee needs to uh, uh, be in position, first question, uh, apparently, all they need to do is bring the death certificate to the bank or somebody else, and that and that trust certificate, uh, the minute order stating that they're the successor trustee. Uh, is there a way to ensure that that successor trustee hasn't changed at some point in time? Um, which trustee hasn't changed? No, I'm sorry, successor trustee. Successor trustee. Let's say you got two, two or three successor trustees. Death certificate comes about. Okay, the 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 death certificate. They they take that successor uh, that that uh, paperwork to the bank as them being a successor trustee, and a minute order has been created saying that here's the you know as you know here's the successor trustee. Right. You can um, you can have them bring the. Uh... The um, minute order that uh, minute order number seven, but I haven't. I don't know of any bank questioning that. Uh, okay, that that's perfectly fine. The second yeah. question you, you you mentioned about having a bank account for bank number uh, uh, um, number two uh, trust having a bank account, and that's a little bit different. Is there something that we need to do differently with that? Because uh, right now, all the um, beneficiary stuff and everything that is uh, is typically going to LLC one. Um, is there something different with adding? And maybe I missed it. Uh, having a second uh, a, a trust account for, uh, I mean, a bank account for trust number two, or did uh, I mishear that? If if something did happen to where um, they they paid money to uh, trust number two. At that point, we can set up a bank account. And, and, okay. Yeah. If there's a lien problem or something. No problem with that. Okay. And, and the last thing is very good stuff. And like I said, it's very interesting to read the case law. When a person sets up their STS program, they've irrevocably given up ownership of everything. So therefore, the certificate holders are no more than just people on the outside looking in for the lack of a better term. In my case, as you know, if that property gets sold, does it, and it's gonna get sold to the LLC bank account, okay? And that's where the money's gonna go. And at that point in time, if funds need to be transferred to a family member, should those funds go to the trust account first before getting transferred out, or can they be distributed right from the LLC bank account? Well, they can be distributed right from the LLC bank account because that's who that's who they're paid to. You know? Exactly. Okay, that's what I thought. Very good stuff. Love it. 
<laughs> Very good. Okay, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. See you later. Have a nice Valentine's Day. Yes, you do the same. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Got a question on the computer again. Michael, if we do not identify ourselves as appointed trustee or trust of trust number two, how should one assign the PPSA or the UCC as contractor? I'm confused. No, you would be appointed trustee. Um, you would be appointed trustee of trust number two. You will be the appointed manager and the appointed uh, administrator of trust number two. Okay? So that's all. Different, Two different documents, and, and you're the you're going to be the trustee manager, and, the, and that manager, because that manager is the LLC. You'll be the appointed uh, trustee and, and administrator of trust number two, okay? Because there's no LLC in trust number two. So it's a good question. I don't think it's ever come up before. Okay, let's see if we have anybody else that has a question on either phone Nope, nobody on the phone. And we've got no more questions on the um, on the um, computer. So I guess with that, we're about done for tonight, guys. Um, you must be learning something because very few. I, I still get questions emailed in to me, and they or they they email in or they call me or whatever but nothing like it used to be. So you're evidently becoming very, in a, a very, uh, <laughs> I won't say inept, uh, you're becoming very disciplined with learning the rules of the FCS program, and I'm glad to hear that. Um, so anyway, if there's no more questions, we are going to get a very early quit tonight. And um, I've got a couple interesting things that will be for for next week. So good night, Mom and Dad. God bless each one of you that took the time to, to come on tonight's call. It's always my pleasure, my privilege, and my honor to share with you um, this. But with that, have a very wonderful week, and I will see you next Monday, same time, same place, the Lord willing. Okay, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.